never-ending love. Nothing can separate us from it. Nothing is bigger or stronger than it. Lord, you are awesome. You are wonderful. You are mighty. You are faithful and you are true to your word. You're the same yesterday, today, and forever. Your name is the name that is above every other name. Jesus, we just call out on your name this morning. We're so grateful for you, God. We come in with our hearts full. We come in, God, with a praise on our lips. We're just so grateful, Lord God, that you love us. You accept us. That you bring us in, that we are your own. Hallelujah, Lord God. Seated with Christ in the heavenly places, we are. Far above every principality or power or ruler any issue that we can face. Far above it, you have set us there, Lord God. We thank you for it. We praise you. We give you glory. All that you're doing, Jesus' mighty name. Everybody shout amen this morning. Amen. amen. Turn and say good morning to as many people as you can. People on your left, people on your right, say good morning and welcome to Acceleration Church. It is Selfie Sunday, so while you're greeting and hugging, get you a selfie right quick and post it on social media. Be sure and tag Pastor Sally. Be sure and tag Acceleration Church. Let everybody know you're at Acceleration Church this morning. Selfie Sunday. Grab a selfie or an ussy. Get a a picture with a row. Get a picture with somebody you you just met. Hey, Roy. Amen. Well, we're in this year of fruitfulness. Not just fruitfulness, but tremendous fruitfulness. Amen. God is looking for us to grow in some areas this year and become everything that he wants us to become. A year of tremendous, tremendous fruitfulness. See, when we talk about fruitfulness, before there can be fruitfulness, there has to be a seed planted. So seed gets planted. Say planted. And then it begins to shoot up through the ground. We don't know what happens on the molecular level. How does a seed turn into a plant? I don't know, but it happens in the darkness under the ground, right? It has to be in the right conditions. It has to have the right soil. It has to have moisture. And then it's got to have a sun to sort of grow up towards. Amen. You ever notice how a plant will always point itself towards the sun? It will always point itself because it's got to have the sun to live. So we've got to have the sun to live. Amen. So we have to be in the right conditions. But God has planted us like a seed in the earth for such a time as this. You are not an accident. There's no such thing as an accident. We were all purposed by God, meant by God to be here. He put you here in the year 2019. He knew what he was doing when he put you exactly here. He put gifts and talents and an assignment on the inside of you, just like there's an assignment inside the seed of an acorn. Uh, There's an oak tree inside of an acorn. There's some greatness inside of you that you have not tapped into yet. But it requires getting planted, staying in the right conditions, 
and staying pointed on the sun. Amen. Abiding in the vine. Abiding in Jesus. It's all about Jesus in January. Amen. This January, you know, we give every month a name. This January, it's all about Jesus. Amen. I can't do anything without him. I can't live without him. I'd still be in a mess without him. I'd still be in darkness if it wasn't for Jesus. Amen. Amen. So it's all about Jesus January. So we're talking about bearing fruit and not just a little bit of fruit. God says this year, I want you to really point yourself on go and really stay with it. Take some territory and then take some more. Come on, take some territory. Hold it and then take some more. Amen. Amen. Take some territory. Hold it. And then, then reach out and take some more. Amen. Don't end up exactly where you are right now by this time next year. All right. By this time next year, I want you to look in the mirror and say, I don't recognize my life. Yes. Because I've so applied myself to this word called fruitfulness. I am bearing fruit in areas that have been barren for years. Yes. Areas that I never even knew were in me. Yes. Right. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. And so it's not just fruitfulness, but it's tremendous Fruitfulness. Let's look at that, that definition for tremendous. Gigantic. Yeah. Massive. Yeah, like that. Mighty. Yeah. Outstanding. Yeah. Enormous. And my favorite word? Yeah. Yeah. Epic. God wants this to be an epic year of fruitfulness that you press into another level. You know, we're transformed. We are transformed. The Bible says there is transforming power in renewing our minds. Mm -hmm. The Amen. more that we stay in God's word, the more that we're listening to his rhema word, his voice in our ears, that still small voice. The more that we sit, the more we're going to grow and transform. Yes. Our lives will be transformed. Our attitudes will be transformed. Amen. Personalities will be transformed. You still have your personality. We just shave the rough edges off. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So tremendous fruitfulness. So what does fruitfulness mean? Let's look at that definition. It means producing good results. Profitable. Abundance. Productive. Something that grows and produces according to purpose. Woo! That says a whole lot right there. Grows and produces according to purpose. Bountiful. You know, when I first got saved, I was a hot mess. You had never seen such a hot mess as I was. Who was there? Jack was there? Right. Where's Jack? Jack is way back there. Jack, can you just wave your hand and say, yes, she was a mess? <laughs> I was a mess. And everybody knew I was a mess but me. <laughs> I thought I was all right. When I look back now, I'm like, oh, my God. Because I'm, always, I'm on 10, whatever I'm doing. I'm on 10. So I was on 10 at being a toddler in Christ. And it took, it took, some, it took some work to get me straightened out and get me to the place of a bearing, a bearing fruit. Amen. But I was a quick learner. Amen. You can grow as fast as you want to grow. Come on now. Yeah. If you apply yourself to it, be the top of your class like Nassario. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Decide, I'm going to be the top of my class. I'm going to do the best I can do and be the best that I can be for God because I want to I know what that seed is that's in me, right? Yes. If I'm the seed, God, what, what assignment have you given me? I wanted to know it all. Yeah. I was voracious about reading the word. Yes. And about l learning his word. I took copies of the Bible with me everywhere. You didn't have it on your phone back then. You had to take the book. I took I took the New King James Version. I took the Amplified with me. And what that one? NIV. I took with me. I took everywhere I went. 
And then I took a, a Strong's, uh, Strong's Exhaustive Concordance. So if God spoke a word, I can look it up in the Hebrew or the Greek. Mm -hmm. Just because it was like treasure to me. God, what are you saying to me? I latched on to every little word. It even felt like a word. I'm like, what is that? I wanted to know because I wanted to grow in God. 25 years ago. Ain't nobody happy but me, but that's all right. 25 years, that's a milestone. That's a quarter century since I gave my heart to Christ. Whoop, whoop. Amen. Amen. Say it again. Lord changed immensely. She's been around since the hotel days, since we had church in a hotel. I have, I have changed and grown, and a lot of it's been in, um, through ways I wouldn't have picked. Come on now. But here I say it. Yes. Amen. Amen. I made it and you're going to make it too. Amen? Amen. All right. So number one, we are created and chosen by God to live tremendously fruitful lives. Yes, we are. Not all in the same area, but we are supposed to be fruitful. Amen? Amen. In some areas, all of us got to get, like we all got to get patience now. Yes. Like it or not, you have to learn to be patient. Amen. You got to learn to have good attitude. You got to learn to walk in love. You got to learn to walk in the spirit. And that's, you got to learn to be content. Now, these are all things that we learn from the Spirit of God as we continue to walk with God. But you've been chosen to live a fruitful life. Genesis 1.28. Then God blessed them and God said to them, what? Say it say with me. Be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion. Now, be fruitful is about a whole lot more than just having babies. Being fruitful is about having this kind of life that grows and produces according to purpose. John 15, 16. Jesus, this is Jesus talking. He said, you didn't choose me, but I chose you yeah. and appointed you. And that, that you should um, go and bear fruit. And that your fruit should remain. That whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give you. Now that's real powerful. You can skip over that quick and miss the fact that he says that as you bless you, as you bear fruit, that he says, whatever you ask the Father in my name, he gives you. Whoa, who doesn't want to grow up to that place? Hallelujah. But what does that word appointed mean? Appointed means a time or place decided on beforehand. God decided beforehand. It is not just happenstance that you are here when you are here. You are handpicked and chosen by God yes. to usher in the end time. Yes. yes, amen. To usher in the return of Jesus Christ. You are handpicked, just like the disciples were handpicked to be the ones to set it off. Yep. We've been handpicked to close this thing up. Amen. There's a runner on the inside of you. On, There's a conqueror on the inside. There's a gladiator on yeah. the inside of you. And God needs you to get grown up so that you're ready to fight. Arm in arm together like an army. Like Tamar said this morning, I see y'all as an army rising yeah. up. Yeah. Amen. And that's we got to see ourselves as soldiers like that. Yeah. And so appointed means you've been scheduled. You've been decided on beforehand. I arranged you. Yeah. He says, I decreed you. Yes. Message translation says, you didn't choose me. Remember, I chose you and put you in the world for what? To bear fruit. Amen. He put you in time. He placed you now, here and now for a purpose with gifts and talents and a heart that would be sensitive to him. Amen. Your heart is sensitive to him, but it's a choice. It is a choice. So number two, apart from God, a fruitful life is impossible. This fruitful life that he's talking about, this living according to the plan and the purpose that he made you for, you can live a life that's devoid of God. Amen. 
And you can even still do some good things. But who doesn't want to get in line with the perfect will of God yes. in your life? You know you're right in step with what he, there's nothing like that feeling. When you know you're right in step with what God has for you to do, there's nothing better. There's a fulfillment that comes that you cannot get anywhere else. Hallelujah. And so Jesus said here in John 15, 5, I am the vine. And you are the branches. We are one with him. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. I started to bring a branch from my yard and I forgot about it. But just imagine I'm holding a branch that I've broken off from, from, from the bush or from the tree or from the vine. It might even look pretty good right now. But what's it going to look like a few hours from now? What's it going to look like a week from now? All right. Leaves will be falling off of it, drooping. It has no source to live. Amen. It's not, it cannot live. Amen. Jesus is saying, neither can you separate it from me. Amen. So we have to get hooked up. It's all about Jesus. Amen. Amen. Get hooked up with Jesus, finding out how to know him better, how to have a closer relationship with him, and let him live through you. What he supplies, let it flow through you. Amen. Amen. Because that's the only way. That the vine's going to bear fruit. Yeah. Is if it's connected to. You know, I love studying about the uh, tabernacle. I don't know if you remember when I built a whole tabernacle in a church one time. I, I've been known to just build a whole tabernacle. <laughs> so I could just see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but uh, so that I could walk in and just see what it was like to be in the Holy of Holies. What was it like to be in the holy place? You know, in the holy place there was a candle stand or a, a lamp stand. Yes. Yeah. And this lampstand stood, you know, tall, solid gold, but it was hollow in the middle. And the middle stand was what is called the servant candle. And it was filled with oil. And then there were branches that went off. Like there was one branch that went like this, another branch went like this, and another branch went like that. And the servant candle would supply oil to those, those branches. And they would come in and trim the wicks and light each one. Now, if those branches weren't attached to where the oil source was, couldn't shine, could it? Come on. Mm-hmm. See, that was the only light in the holy place. Yes. See, the, out in the outer court, the sun lit up everything. But when you went into this place called the holy place in the tabernacle, you closed the curtain behind you. It was dark in that place except for that candle. And that's a picture of you and me united with Christ. And supply and light to a dark world. Amen. That's a fruit that you and I are supposed to supply. Yeah. We're different. Yeah, it's dark in the world. Stop complaining about it. A candle never complains because it's dark. Yeah. That's right. Hey. All right, Pastor. That's good. That's good. Just light up and shine. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Just shine a little bit brighter. Amen. And expose it. The darkness doesn't have a chance. A candle's not afraid of the dark. Amen. So we're created and we're attached and we're connected to God. So we have to guard our time with God. Our Bible time. Our prayer time. Our church of this uh, uh, attendance. Because man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. So we have to guard our time with Him. You have to be real jealous for it. You've got to schedule that thing. Okay, you know, everybody's given the same amount of time, so we can't say we don't have time. <laughs> We all have the same. We all get 24 hours, right? Yeah. Now, you might have to work a job. You might even have to work two jobs. But I'm telling you, you've got to carve out some time for him. Yes. Especially, we carve out time for other stuff. 
We will do what we want to do. Come on, Pastor. Facts. Come on now. We will do what we want to do. Amen. So schedule it. Guard it. Don't give your flesh no play. Come on. Because flesh will say, oh, just sleep in. You need to, you know you need to rest. Your flesh will just minister to you and soothe you. Pet you. To just stay right there in that bed. And then you go, you go a day broken off from that vine. So you've got to guard yourself. You've got to act like you've got thorns. Don't try to break me off. You're going to get cut. Amen. Amen. And, and guard your time with him. Guard your prayer time with him. Okay, well, I don't know what I'm going to say. That's why I said get you a notebook and organize your thoughts before you go in to talk to God. If you were going in to talk to your boss, would you just go in and just let her rip? Or would you kind of organize? That's what I want to say. You're going to talk to somebody important, right? You want to make sense. You want to have it out. So make you an outline before you go in and pray. Decide, okay, on Mondays I'm going to pray for my wife or my husband. On Tuesdays I'm going to pray for my church. Wednesdays I'm going to pray for my country. You know, Thursday I'm going to pray for the lost. You know, organize your, your prayer time. And you spend time praying and interceding. We're all called to do that, by the way. Yes. Yeah. We should all have a prayer life. But God is counting on us to use our prayers to change things in the earth. Yes. He's counting on us to do that. Amen. Why he needs us to get raised up. And just talk to him. You don't have to say a fancy prayer. You do not have to be fancy at all. Say, God, save the people who don't know you today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Help me to know you better today. I love you. Help me to hear your voice all day. Amen. 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 That's a good prayer right there. Yes, amen. It doesn't have to be a big, long, fancy prayer. It's just important that you connect with him. Just you and God by yourself. I think it's great to have a prayer partner, but there's times and there's some things you want to talk to God about you don't want nobody else to hear. God, fix me where I, I messed up. Help me in that area. I don't even want to share with somebody else. I need you to deliver me from that. I need you to help me with that. Amen. 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 good today. All right. So watch out for things that grieve the Holy Spirit. Man, I said something the other day and I felt the grieving of the Holy Spirit in my spirit. <coughs> I said, oh, wow. I'm going to get that right, right quick. Mm-hmm. I said something real ugly. I said a bad word, nothing like that. And what did I say? None of y'all business. <laughs> Between me and God. But I got it straight. Amen. Amen. I ask God to forgive me. I'm so sorry. Holy Spirit comes right back. Amen. Amen. But so don't, don't do things that grieve the Holy Spirit. But let's look at that word abide. He said, he who, who does what? Who abides in me. Abide means, I love this part. Please put a circle around it. Endure without yielding. To abide means to endure without yielding. Well, somebody tell me, Christy, tell me what to yield means. As an officer of the law, what does it mean to yield? It kind of, when you yield, you have to give preference to another another person. They have the right of way. So that's what we have to do. We have to be, um, we have to not yield. And then um, we, we have the right of way, right? We, we're the ones with the right of way. So we don't yield for anything. We don't yield. We don't, we don't, um, we don't stop. Amen? Amen. We, we just endure with God. We stick to it. We remain. We persist. We stay. We adhere to. 
So did y'all circle that right there? Endure without yielding? So, you know, we all go through fluctuating times where, you know what, we say, I'm just not feeling it. Anybody be honest enough to say, you know, I'm having a day that I just ain't feeling it today. I'd rather have some ice cream. I'd rather smoke something. Come on, just be real. Come on, Pastor. Amen. Amen. So, but, you know, faith is not about feelings. When you're saying, I'm, I ain't feeling it, say, well, good, because faith has nothing to do with feelings. Amen. That's it. So God's there when I feel it, and he's there when I don't feel it. He never leaves me, and he never forsakes me. He's always for me, and he's never against me. He always loves me. He always accepts me, even when I'm not feeling all that great about myself. Amen. Even when I don't feel, I don't feel great about myself. Amen. God's still for you. He's still cheering you on. Amen. He chose you, remember. He chose you. Number three, God doesn't choose perfect people. He perfects willing people. Oh, good one. That's and good one. he perfects that which concerns me. Amen. Whatever's going on in my life that's concerning me or bothering me, God will perfect it. When I bring it to him, if it matters to you, it matters to God. Right? Yes. Right? Yes. Because what, what matters to God matters to you. Yes. When what matters to God matters to me, what matters to me matters to him. Amen. 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 So he cares. And he doesn't choose perfect people, but he takes regular folk like you and me, and he perfects us. He turns us into something that he can use. So we're, we're fruit bearing. Amen. 1 Corinthians 1.27. Isn't it obvious that God deliberately chose men and women that, that the culture overlooks and exploits and abuses? Chose these nobodies to expose the hollow pretensions of the somebodies? Mm. Hallelujah. Mm. I was a, a, a girl, uh, homeless as a teenager. Nothing going for me. Never even finished high school. Had, had a terrible upbringing. Had to fend for myself. It was awful. No high school diploma. Not not much. Uh, uh, not many choices about how I would have a career. Come on, don't tell me that your your background is too bad. I'm telling you, you're exactly oh goody. God says great. Amen. Now I'll give all the glory. Amen. Amen. And he raised up the one who ever never even finished school to become a teacher. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. David was an adulterer. He wasn't perfect. Come on, he pastor. He was an adulterer, yet he was the man after God's own heart. Come on, pastor. He was, was a murderer, and he couldn't talk right. He was a stutterer. Come on, but pastor. God chose him to go and say, let my people go. And Noah got drunk. Yep. Come on, pastor. And come on. he got sober, too. Amen. He sobered up when it was over with. Jonah was a rebel. God said, go preach to Nineveh. He said, uh-uh, I'm going this way. And when he got on the boat, going west instead of east. Jonah got, he repented in the belly of the well. These people we think are so great, they just like us. They have issues and they have problems just like you and I have. Matthew was a crooked IRS agent. Come on, Pastor. You know, when you hear IRS, you kind of pucker up a little bit. Don't look at me, don't look at me, don't look at me. Right? Not that we do anything wrong, you know, they're just scary. They come take us up, it's scary. Judas was a thief. Come on. Peter had a temper. Paul was a terrorist. Yep. Martha had an attitude, and her sister Mary was a prostitute. Mm. Come on. And she's the one with the alabaster box. Come on, Who came in broken and extravagantly poured it over Jesus' feet yeah. and over his head. And he said, Wherever my story is told, this 
woman's story will be told right beside yeah. mine. one of the twelve. Gideon was a chicken. Mm, come on, Pastor. But God called him a mighty man of valor. Rahab owned a brothel. Mm -hmm. And she became a princess in Israel. Jacob was a swindler and a, and a trickster. Samson was a womanizer. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were slaves. Ruth was a widow. Esther was an orphan. Yep. Come and on. God was able to use them. So I don't care where you came from. I don't care what you're your number. He has got a plan for you to get raised up. There is a seed of greatness on the inside of you and if you just stick with it, one day I promise you turn around and say woo, the Lord has done. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Nothing but God. Woo, 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 woo. made a choice to get connected with God. Yes. It changed everything. Yes. Little is much when God is in it. Yes. You may feel like I nothing but God and you know nothing is something when God is in it. It yes. comes something great. Yes. Glory to God. Hallelujah. The message Bible Jesus said I'm the vine and you're the branches. Mm. When you're joined with me and I with you the relation intimate and organic the harvest is sure to, sure to be abundant. Separated you can't produce a thing. Hunt your neighbor with your elbow and say, you better stay connected. You better stay connected. John 15, 4, the message. He says, live in me. Make your home in me just as I do in you. In the same way that a branch can't bear, groups, bear grapes by itself, but only by being joined to the vine. You can't bear fruit unless you're joined with me. Amen. Number four, God wants me to be firmly planted in my church. Yes. See, there's just been a lie that's been hatched over this generation. I don't need to go to church. I'm fine just me and Joel Osteen at my house. I watch Joel on TV. No, you need, you need the body of Christ. Amen. We need one another. And God says that we need to be firmly planted. And church membership is so important. You know, we, we've been reading in, in, in Psalm chapter 1, 1 through 3, that we'll be planted by the rivers of water. The man is blessed, fortunate, happy to be envied and favored who's planted by the rivers of water. Look, blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law, he meditates day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. Listen, let me go back. He... God is saying to you, there's some people you need to peel yourself away from and become more intimate with my word than you are with people that that, that are carnal. Yes. More intimate with my word. There are some people who will not make the cut mm. to Come your on. destiny. Yep. There are some people that are sucking the life out of you. Right. Some people are focus breakers. All right, some people are just there on assignment by the enemy to break your focus. Yeah. And, and God is saying, you have, you have permission to um, purge some people out of your life. Amen. Because they're sucking the life out of you. Time wasters yes. and focus breakers. If you identify people that are just sucking the life out of you, they're not bringing anything to the to the relationship. I understand there are some people that we're there to help, but I'm telling you, God, I hear the Spirit of God saying, "Peel your say, peel yourself away from those unfruitful relationships." All right, Pastor. If it's not pushing you more towards God, more towards into more righteous.
closeness and more towards the intimacy with God, peel yourself away from it. Amen. And I don't know why he's saying peel, but that might make sense to somebody. Right. He said, he shall be like a tree planted. Would you please put a circle around planted? He shall be like a tree. He says, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law, in his word, he meditates day and night. I got my mind on God's word. We need to go into a season of fasting and prayer where I'm focused on God's word more than anything else. Where I give God an opportunity to talk to me. God, I want to hear your voice. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither. And whatever he does shall prosper. Would you underline that part right there? You wonder why you're not prospering in some areas? You need to peel away some folk and get more into the word. Amen. Psalm 92, 13 through 15. It says, those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall what? shall flourish in the courts of our God. They shall still bear fruit in old age. They shall be fresh and flourishing. Yeah. Amen. Anybody Amen. ain't fresh? Amen. Planted in church. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. John 15, 1 through 3, he said, I'm the true vine. And my father, get this, my father is the vine dresser. He's the gardener of your life. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. But when you study that out, that word actually means he lifts up. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes. Ouch. That it may bear more fruit. God is the gardener. He empowers the branches to do better and to bear more fruit. So God is watching your life. He watches your life. And he uses the backdrop of a vineyard to illustrate the care of the Father to help us bear more fruit in our lives. He lifts it up. Any, any, any uh, branch in me that does not bear fruit, you're in a low place. You're not doing well. You feel, feel like your head is down. You feel like your heart is down. You feel like I ain't feeling it. God is a, is a God who will come and lift you up to a place. See, down low, you know, if a vine is down on the ground, how can the, gr the grapes grow to the place where they're supposed to, to grow? On, they can't. Yeah. They're laying on the ground. It's the weight of gravity that helps them to grow and become the fullness of what that, that cluster is supposed to be. So God comes along, he says, and he lifts you up on that structure. He, he ties you up higher to a place that's higher. God is a lifting God. Amen. So a vine needs a structure to grow on. It's got to be planted. And the church is the structure that Jesus planned for us to grow in. Yeah. Church. Look around at everybody around you. That's the church. Yeah. It's not the building. Yeah. It's you and I. He planted us together so that we can grow together. Amen. Yes, amen. Matthew 16, 18. Look, Jesus said, on this rock I'll build what? My, my church. My church. Underline that. On this rock I'll build my church. His church is a rock. Amen. amen. He builds his church on a rock and the gates of Hades or hell shall not prevail against yes. it. You do not want to be out there by yourself. You need the warrior sitting on your left and the warrior sitting on your right. You need your church family, amen, to help you fight. Because some of the fights we're fighting are not natural fights, but you're trying to fight it in a natural way. Amen. Some of the fights that you're fighting are a spiritual battle. There are spirits. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal. But yes. the mighty God to pull it yes. down the strongholds. Those little thought patterns yes. that the enemy sets yes. up in your head. Yes. We wrestle not against yes. us. Yes. principalities and powers and rulers of the darkness of this age. Yes. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. You are fighting some battles that you have no 
church. Yes. You Hallelujah. Worshiping together as some do, but spurring each 
each other on, yes. especially as we see the big day approaching. If you can't see it approaching, come on now. You're not yes. looking very hard. Mm. Mm. The, the end times are, we are in the end times. Yes, we are. We are in the last days. Amen. Now, I'm not preaching about that right now because I'm really not qualified. But here we go. Number two, lift it up and prune. What I love about God is that when we're down and not bearing fruit, he lifts us, he lifts us up. <coughs> so I don't want you to see a big, scary God walking around your life with a big pair of clippers. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm coming for you. I'm going to get you. That is not God. When we're not bearing fruit, he comes and lifts us up. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Lord. So number one, he's a lifter. A deliverer, and he is a savior. Amen. So he's the one who comes and lifts you up. He's not trying to stomp you down. He's not cursing you. He's not saying, I'm doing this to you because you deserve it. You're sick because you deserve it. Um, you're cursed. That is not God. Mm -mm. You are listening to the wrong voice. That's why you need your church so you can identify what voice it is that's talking to you. Amen. God is the lifter. He's a deliverer, and he is a savior. Would you say that with me? God is a lifter, a deliverer, and a savior. Look at Psalm 3, 3 through 4. But you, O Lord, are a shield for me. My glory and the one who lifts up my head. I cried to the Lord with my voice, and he heard me from his holy hill. So he is the one who comes and lifts you up when you're feeling down. Psalm 32, 7, you are my hiding place. You shall preserve me from trouble. You shall surround me with songs of deliverance. When Job 22, 29, when men are cast down, then thou shalt say, there is a lifting up. And that lifting up is God. He shall save the humble person. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Psalm 34, 19, many are the afflictions of the righteous, but what? The Lord delivers him out of them all. So if you had any doubts about what God's doing in that vineyard, he's looking around for somebody whose head is, is hanging low, for somebody who's feeling like their knees are weak, for somebody whose arms are hanging down, and he's coming to lift you up. He's coming to pick you up and set you in a better place. Amen. Hallelujah. So there is a lifting up. Would y'all say that with me? There is a lifting up. There is a Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit of God, the Spirit of Truth, the one called alongside to help us. Number two, He empowers us to bear fruit through the Holy Spirit. Amen. Through the power of the Holy Spirit. I brought my Bible with me today, the one that I love so much that I have taped together. You know that's Amen. a good Bible when you got it taped together. And you got little notes and things that mean something to you. You put it in there because that's a precious place. Amen. Amen. Request, you put it in there. You write in the margins. You highlight stuff. It's like a friend. Amen. Amen. And so look here. Over here is where Jesus is talking about. I'm the vine and you're the branches. Amen. Right over here. In chapter 16 on the same page. Somebody say same page. Same page. It tells us how we're going to do it. Through the power of the Holy Spirit. He yeah. said I'm going away. Now this is all in the night. When Jesus told them I'm the vine and you're the branches. They were walking through the garden of Gethsemane. The final place. Jesus would kneel down and pray. Father if it's possible let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless not my will. That yours be done. So while his disciples are there with him, he's in this vineyard. He's there in this garden. He says, my father's the vine dresser. I'm the vine and you're the branches. Stay connected to me. Amen. I'm about to be betrayed. 
Now you know he's about to be betrayed. He's about to be arrested. He's about to suffer. He's about to die and rise again. He's got all this. He knows he's about to do it. And the time has finally come. And he's with his disciples and he's got to tell them the most important thing. He says, I haven't told you much about this stuff before because you couldn't handle it. And I won't say much more now, he said, but it's good for you that I go away. Because if I don't go away, he can't come. He said, but I'm going away and I'm going to pray the Father and he will send him to you another helper, a comforter, the Holy Spirit. He'll teach you all things. He'll lead you into all truth. He's the spirit of truth. He'll convict the world of sin. He's coming to do a mighty work. Anytime God gets ready to do something, the Holy Spirit does a brooding over it. Amen. Amen. He was there at creation when everything was a dark abyss and a mess. And he brooded over creation as God said, let there be. The Holy Spirit was the one that made it come into pass. Yeah. That same Holy Spirit that arranged the universe is brooding over your life. Yeah. The same Holy Spirit is called yes. alongside you. Yes. He's in you. He's yes. with you. When you when you came into Christ and you became a new creature, it's never just you by yourself again the rest of your life. And you see, before it was just you. Evan and I talked about this the other day at the kitchen table. It's never just Evan again by himself. Right. Evan received Christ at the kitchen table. But it's never going to be just Evan by himself again. Amen. Amen. Never. It's Amen. a new creation. Yes. It's a new creature. It's yes. Evan and Jesus. Yes. And you can't pry him off. Yes. You can't get rid of him. It's yes. Evan and Jesus. And it's not just Evan and Jesus. It's Evan and Jesus of the Holy Spirit. Yes. The strength and the power to walk through every area of life. Everything. Every every bit of being, being mature. Getting grown up in Christ. Learning his word. All these things so that you can be fruitful in life. You've got a helper. You're not doing it by yourself. You're a new person, a new creature, and you cannot, what can separate us from the love of God that's in Christ Jesus? Height, nor depth, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor nothing from the past. I'm convinced that I am persuaded that nothing shall be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus. So you want to help her with you. Amen. through fruit through the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen? Amen. So in the very next chapter, he talks about the Holy Spirit. And he says, but you will receive what? The Holy Spirit. Power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. Galatians 5, 22 in the message. I've never read it in this translation before. Look at this. But what happens when we live God's way? He brings gifts into our lives, much the same way that fruit appears in an orchard. Things like affection for others. Exuberance about life. Serenity. Somebody say hello. hello. We develop a willingness to stick with things. A sense of compassion in the heart. And a conviction that a basic holiness permeates things and people. We find ourselves involved in loyal commitments. Amen. Not needing to force our way in life. Able to marshal and direct our energies wisely. We have self-control. Hallelujah. Wow. Yes. That's what happens. The Holy Spirit brings this to our life. Does it happen overnight? I wish it did. But it can happen quick. Amen. As quick as you can keep responding to his voice. Amen. Number three, he trains us for, for fruitfulness through pruning. Say ouch. Ouch. Hebrews 12, 9 through 11. 
where you get upset about God pruning us. When you look at a, a, a branch that needs to be pruned, it's growing wild. <laughs> Come on, Pastor. You stand back and you look at it and you say, now that's a shoot that's going straight out like that. But if I clip it, three or four more branches are going to come from it. Yes. Amen. It gets bushier. It gets healthier. Pruning is healthy. Yes. Pruning is healthy, but I'm sure the plant's going, ow. <laughs> so he trains us for, fruitful, uh, for, for fruitfulness through pruning. So look. We respect our own parents for training and not spoiling us. So why not embrace God's training so we can truly live? While we were children, our parents did what seemed best to them. But God is doing what is best for us, training us to live God's holy best. At the time, discipline is not much fun. It always feels like it's going against the grain. Later, of course, it pays off handsomely. For it's the well-trained who find themselves mature in their relationship with God. Amen. Okay? You're like, Pastor, give me an example. Okay, I will. Joseph. Now, Joseph was the favorite son of his father, Jacob, right? He had 12 sons, and Jacob was, Joseph was not the first. The first son is normally the favorite son, right? Joseph was not. I'm not sure if he was 6th, 8th, 10th, or I'm not sure what, what number he was. I think he actually was number 5. No, 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 because no, all the women started having babies. Um, he might have been like a number 8 or so. So he was way down the list for being the favorite son, right? But he was the, he was the child of, of Rachel, uh, Jacob's favorite wife. And so Jacob doted on him. Loved him. Gave him a coat of many colors. Knew that he would be the one through whom the line would keep going. The Abrahamic line. Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Joseph was right in line to be the one who would carry on the, the family name and the blessing of Abraham. Okay, so his brothers were so jealous of him. His brothers were jealous. They, he went, he, his father sent him out to go check on the brothers while they were out in the fields. He goes out there. They say, here he comes. Here comes that dreamer. Can't stand him. Look at him in his coat. He thinks he's all that. So they want him to kill him. <coughs> Reuben said, we can't do that. The oldest one had some sense. We can't do that. Let's just strip his coat off of him. Throw him down this pit and tell daddy he died. <laughs> so that's what they did. They took his coat off of him. They killed a goat and put blood all on his coat. To show it to your dad and say, we found his coat and a beast must have killed him. Broke your daddy's heart. And what they actually did was they pulled him out of that pit when they saw some Ishmaelite cousins going by. And they sold him into slavery. And he gets taken off to Egypt. Now look, here's the boy who's favored. Sees himself already as a leader. But he ain't ready. And God had sold him into time for a specific purpose. And God had to get him exactly where he needed him to be. So right on time, he'd be able to fulfill God's purpose for his life. But he could have been derailed by the way he felt about his brothers. But look at what his father said over him. He said, Joseph is a fruitful vine. This is after he's been reunited with him. Joseph, Joseph, Joseph seemed to rise to the occasion of whatever situation he was in. When he was in Potiphar's house, Potiphar was a rich man in Egypt. And 
and he was a slave. But yet, he put, Potiphar put Joseph over everything in his household. He didn't even know what he had except for the bread that was in front of him that he ate. He put everything under Joseph's care. Everything. Because Joseph rose to the top. So then when Potiphar's wife accuses him of rape and they throw him in prison, what happens in the prison? In the prison, the jailer said, dude, you are smarter than I am. Why don't you be the leader of this jail? He's a prisoner. And yet he becomes the leader of the prison. He has all authority in the prison to be over the rest of the prisoners. God had him in training. He could have been bitter. Every, so what my point is, anytime you go through something that seems rough, it seems like it's a right, surely God, I must be off track. What is going on here? God has a plan. And he'll bring you out. And he'll bless you anyhow. Look here at Genesis 49, 22. Jo Jacob said, Joseph is a fruitful vine. A fruitful vine near a spring. Sounds like a tree planted by the rivers of water, doesn't it? Whose branches climb over a wall. So what does it mean when a branch climbs over a wall? He was a blessing for more than just himself. Amen. He went over the wall, so they, they picked what was on this side of the wall for them. But on the other side, people could just go by and partake of the blessing that Joseph was. With bitterness, archers attacked him. They shot at him with hostility, but his bow remained steady. His strong arms stayed limber. Blessed are the flexible, they'll bend and not break. Be flexible when you're in a, in a hard situation. Because of the hand of the mighty one of Jacob, because of the shepherd, the rock of Israel. So why was he able to be fruitful in spite of all the bad things that happened to him? Because of who? The shepherd. What does the shepherd do? He walks with you every day, right? Guides you and shows you what direction you're supposed to go. And look what it says about Joseph. Why? Why was he able to be fruitful even though some terrible things happened to him? Genesis 39, 2 through 6. The Lord was with Joseph. And he was a what? Successful man. It sounds like prospering, doesn't it? It sounds like fruitfulness, doesn't it? The Lord was with him and the Lord made all he did to prosper in his hand. Why? The Lord was with him. So don't forget, the Lord is with you. Don't forget that you've got the one beside you, the paracletos, the one called alongside of help, who's going to lead you into fruitfulness. You just got to stay sensitive. Yes, amen. And guard your time with him. Guard your time in the word. Guard your prayer time. And guard your church time. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Father, Hallelujah. we thank you for your word. You, we declare tremendous fruitfulness over our lives. Lord, we thank you for this word that's been sown in our hearts. We declare a hundredfold return on it. And Lord, we will never be the same. We will go out challenged, Lord God, to stay connected. To be a part of our church. And Lord God, to stay connected to you. You are the vine and we are the branches. And Lord, we declare right now, prune us. Yes. Any area in us that's not bearing fruit, Lord, we just say, lift it up or cut it off so we can bear more fruit. Yes, For bearing fruit in what area, Lord God, you want us to bear more? We give you permission to prune. We say out ahead of time, but we love you, God. And we know you love us and you've got only good intentions for us. So we praise you today, God. We thank you for the plan. We thank you. We've seen it clear today. Hallelujah. We bless you. In Jesus' name, now with our heads bowed and our eyes closed, maybe you're here this morning and say, Pastor Sally, I don't feel like I'm right with God. I'm on the outside. I haven't actually received Christ as my Savior yet. 
Say, Pastor Sally, I know I'm not right with God. Would you pray for me? Would you pray for me this morning, Pastor Sally? It's a wonderful thing. For me, 25 years ago at the age of 31, kneeling in my closet, throwing my hands in the air and saying, Lord, I give you my life. I give you everything. I, I don't hold anything back, but I give you everything I have, everything I am. I sold out. you got to be all in. You can't have one foot in and one foot out. You're not in at all. you got to be all in. He wants it all. He's Lord of all or he's not Lord at all. you got to give him, give him it all. You gotta be willing to say, I, you know what? Here it all is, God. I put it all on the altar. I give it all to you. So this morning, I want to pray with you so that you can do that. I just want to lead you in a simple prayer, similar to the one that I prayed when I was in my closet. So today can be the first day of a brand new life for you—a life where you—it's never just you alone again. It's you and Jesus glued together with a bond that can never come apart. Amen. All right, so I'm going to pray with you now. With your heads bowed and your eyes closed, I'm going to just lead you in a very simple prayer. The Spirit of God is listening. All the holy angels are listening. Heaven comes to silence when they know someone's about to pray the prayer of salvation. Father, thank you for hearing us. Thank you for this holy, holy, this most holy moment. So just repeat this prayer after me. Say, Father. I confess to you that I am a sinner. I have messed up, sometimes on purpose. And sometimes I'm sure I just didn't know. But I'm sorry. And I believe that you sent Jesus to die on the cross in my place to pay my penalty for my sin. I believe that you raised him from the dead on the third day. Jesus, come into my heart. I give you my whole life. Be the Lord of my life. Teach me. Guide me. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. I'm trusting you alone to save me. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, you just prayed that prayer and you meant it in your heart. Today is an awesome day. Today is the first day of you and Jesus glued together. Amen. And so what I'd like you to do, you, nobody gets to sneak into heaven. Nobody gets to sneak into heaven. You have to make a declaration of him. And the way that we'd like you to do that, inside your welcome packet, there's a little card. We call it our connection card. If you'll just take that card and if you'll fill it out, on the back there's a place where you can identify yourself as a new believer. I want you to just put a check mark on the back of the card where it says, I choose Jesus. Yes, I choose Jesus as the Lord of my life. It's, uh, it, yeah, it's right in the middle. Yes, I say yes to Jesus and commit my life to Christ as my Lord. Amen? Amen. So put a big check mark on there. Also, check any other things that you want. You want to talk about baptism.